Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Just uh, been in isolation for a little while here with uh, the case of COVID. So not great. Not the best of times, but, uh, you know, it's all right, I guess. Not Power too sick. Through. Yeah, not too sick at least. So like, That's good. That's good. Yeah, can't complain. Uh did you watch the Super Bowl? I did watch the Super Bowl. I got a rare day off. Well, half a day off. Ooh, a rare um, half day. <laughs> um, and I did watch it. I went over to a co-worker's house, had a few beers, sat in a hot tub, watched the Super Bowl. It was, uh, it was nice. Um, I did choose the Rams to win. So Excellent, I am, excellent. That makes sense. I am pleased with the result. Happy with the result. Uh, I did think the officiating was a bit questionable at times. They took some liberties in the play calls, but what? Well, yeah, well, yeah, wasn't a fan of a couple of calls, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's a, it's what a tough gonna job. Do? What you yeah, gonna do? You know, what are you gonna do? You want to know what? Look, like I will, uh, like they made it even. That's not a referee's job, but that's what they did. They made it even because they completely missed that um, face mask call on Ramsey. Yeah, 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 on the touchdown. Yeah, well, you know, at the end of the day, game is the game. But then they also had the the holding that was like the not holding. A holding. There was a missed, there was a missed offside. Like there was a bunch of stuff on that last drive that you're just like rewatching. You're like, mm, maybe not, maybe not. But uh, yeah, like so, I was pretty thrilled, and I I don't know if you got to see the halftime show, but that was electric. Oh, sick. It was awesome. Um, so yeah, like all in all, pretty, pretty fun experience. And obviously SoFi is just absolutely insane. Yeah. What a sick, what a sick building. And we will be talking about some other buildings later in this episode without a doubt. (laughs) Um, but yeah, great atmosphere. My question to you though, because we talked about it last week on the podcast, what was the snack of choice for this year's Super Bowl? So because I went over to my coworker's house, I, I did not get to choose the snacks. There was always, always, it's always a gamble. It's always a gamble, but always there were wings. They were spicy wings, not buffalo wings, spicy wings, kind of like a spicy barbecue, to be honest with you. Ooh, that sounds kind of nice. But they 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 hit the spot. They hit the spot. I yeah. can't complain. Then obviously the traditional chips, the nachos. Um, there was an. I don't want this to sound bad, but I swear to God, this was what was writ- written on the box. Um, oh an Asian food assortment. Um, I know. I, I swear to God, that was the box. And I 
we all looked at each other we're like what the hell but whatever um shout out to president's choice um and there was like fried dumplings egg rolls little chicken bites so like that was pretty good oh wow that sounds much better than what we had going on here we just had a big old hawaiian pizza a super hawaiian pizza which i'm not sure why they needed to call it super hawaiian it was just normal is that from super two for one pizza it was from Papa John's, and I think oh. we went with Papa John's, you know, because I believe it's Peyton Manning, who's a spokesperson for Papa John's, or at least he was is. back in the day. So, we, you know, naturally for the Super Bowl, had to go Papa John's. It was okay. You know. As you know, as, as I think you know, I am not a fan of pineapple on pizza, so I'll refrain from having an opinion on your snack. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know you're you're not a pineapple on pizza guy. Personally, I think you're completely wrong. Um you know, creative, creative differences between hosts, I, I suppose. We'll just chalk it up to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll chalk it up to you. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, back to the, you know, kind of podcast and talking about hockey and stuff. Not really a lot going on, especially for our Panthers. No, like, absolutely have not played, nothing. Have not played. The only kind of thing, like, I guess you could talk about is, like, guys are getting healthy, right? Which yeah. is the advantage of having this kind of week off, right. Is, you know, it gives time for guys to, even if they're not, you know, on IR or anything, just time to get a little bit more healthy, which can be beneficial down the stretch. But other than that, I mean, not really anything going on and then not really much interesting going on around the league. There's been a couple coaching changes. Uh, Marty St. Louis going to, going to the Montreal Canadians, Edmonton Oilers getting rid of Dave Tippett. I mean, you kind of see both of those moves coming. Yeah, like Montreal, you felt like it was inevitable. Like as as much as I'm sure they wanted to give Ducharme like uh, as many chances as they could. Like at the end of the day, you just can't justify it. Like it just yeah. doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, um, I think it's like a really interesting situation with Ducharme, where it was like I thought the team is like completely fine under like Claude Julien, right? A lot right. of the, a lot of their, like they, like maybe the puck wasn't going in as much. Their underlying numbers got like a little bit worse under Ducharme, but you make it to the Stanley Cup final, right? And you're, you know, you're probably feeling good about that, regardless of, you know, I know people will say, you know, that's not a Stanley Cup final team, right? And they maybe got lucky, but he took them to the final. And then this year it's just been brutal. So it's like kind of hard to, to get a read on like Dominic Ducharme, but I think. Yeah, like, you assumed he had to do something right to get his team to the Stanley Cup final. But at the but same time, it? like, yeah, like, like, could it have been that right that it worked out so poorly the next year? Yeah. It's 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 a bit of a weird one. Um, Marty St. Louis, though, coming in, not a lot of coaching experience there. Um, no, I think he said his like highest level was Pee Wee. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was coaching Pee Wee. So they literally hired a Pee Wee coach. Yeah. Um, why not? You know, he's a Hall of Famer, great player, undrafted. You know, they it really feels like they're trying to like um, they're they're trying to kind of capitalize on the Brindamore effect. You know, what I'm talking about like the the ex. Ex coach comes, uh, ex player, sorry, uh, ex player comes in and it kind of like 
inspires everyone and like like leads by example like with really good work ethic and that type of stuff yeah and at the very least like i think it's gonna be a popular move because marty single we quebec guy yeah popular player easy guy to root for right um you know a lot of people speculate maybe a little more opportunity there for cole caulfield you know undersized fellow already already scored two goals since the start um of, of st louis tenure so um that's obviously bodes well for him but yeah like uh, i i don't know if you caught any of his press conference I, call, of it, I, I didn't catch the french part yeah i was gonna say half of it was in french probably yeah. more than half of it i did i did talk i did like the part where he was talking about um you know having players like not trying to force players into a system the 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 I think I know exactly what part you're talking about. There was a quote that I'm, I'm go- it's not going to be a direct quote, but it was, we're not trying to play a system. We're playing, we're trying to play concepts. We're trying to force to make, we're trying to force guys to make reads, but in systems, it's not always read based. Yeah. And he wants to stress the importance of creating concepts to force players to make reads during the play. And that's how, you kind of like create plays. Yeah. Like what are your thoughts on that? Like, like, I think it's really interesting. Like is an idea where it's like, if I, I agree with him when you have the talent, right. When you have guys that are just naturally good players, right. They have individual yeah. skill. Yeah. But then you look at a team like the New York Islanders, right. They, they play best in a system because they just don't have that many guys that are individually exceptional. Right. So for them, it's better to say, well, listen, Cal uh, Clutterbuck, don't read. Just do the system. Like, that's like that's that makes exactly sense for that it. Team. Like, and, and you don't get the sense from Montreal's players that they, like, objectively speaking, I don't necessarily see them being more of a concept team. Yeah. Or no, more of a system team more of a system team so it kind of makes sense to like stress that importance of contact uh, concepts yeah i think it's the right fit for that yeah in terms yeah, of especially I like, think so maybe not with their current roster but what you'd project their roster to be in two three years with some of the younger talent coming through right and now they 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 have two first round picks we'll, we'll get to that and that'll be our panther related news of the of the week yeah really <laughs> Really stretching it, really stretching panther related news on this. Um, so but you know, and they might very well get another first rounder next year if they can trade Ben Sherratt for that. I think that'd be absurd if someone gives up a first for Ben Sherratt. Like, what is that a world we want to live in? I argue we've seen much worse. I, I, I'm sure we have. I think we've seen much better though. Like the Nick Foligno trade last year, I thought a first for him was like not good. Yeah, but at least like Nick Foligno had a C on his chest. <laughs> so like I intangible. I, I think it's like almost more similar to like Rasmus Ristolainen for a first. Oh my god! Where it's like I have no. How is he even doing in Philly? I know Philly's not good, so I just assume he's not doing great. But well. I've, I've heard some people say he's doing better. Not good, 
better, and the bar is low. He is on TSN's trade bait list. He is a UFA. I I would say he's been doing about as well as you would expect Rasmus Ristolainen to do, which is slightly better than he was in Buffalo, and he was really bad in Buffalo. This is a stat. Wow. Um, so Rasmus Ristolainen, 42 games played, two goals, nine assists, 11 points, minus 12 on the season. Okay. Care to take a guess at who is the minus leader on the team? And this one you should know. On the, uh, just off the, the top of my head, when I'm thinking Philadelphia Flyers, and this, this could be a total shot in the dark. I'm thinking it might be. Hear me out. Keith Handel. Minus 27. Yeah, it's not great, eh? I don't know where that ranks in the league. I'm kind of curious. Is he in the running for the green jacket? Yeah, I was going to say. Is, is Keith go Handel, are, are we starting the Keith Handel for the green jacket campaign? He is currently tied. Okay, whoa. He is tied at minus 27 for the green jacket lead. With three other players. Okay. I'm making this a game. Yes. All right. Okay. Who else is just absolutely shambolic? Let me Um, know if you need hints. All right. Well, I'm going to go teams based here. I'm thinking teams that suck, right? Yeah. I'm thinking surely someone on Buffalo must suck, right? No. Well, like not. Well, like someone on Buffalo definitely sucks. More than one guy, I would actually say. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I'm not but sure. But none of them one. in the like leaders for the Green Jacket. All right. Well, I'm pretty sure I saw a stat earlier the year that like Arizona like didn't have a lead for like a century. So I'm feeling like they might be in the mix. Arizona is in the mix. All right. I'm gonna go with. I don't know if this is right, but I think I would like it to be right just for like the symmetry of it. I'm gonna go with Anton Strawman. That is not correct. Damn, I just thought having him and Yandel be in the running for the green jacket would be like you're 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 at the right position. All four players, including Yandel, are defensemen. I'll go with like Labushkin. That is not correct. Goodness, it's not Labushkin. All right, who is it? Chitrin? It is Jacob Chikrin. Yeah. Not having a great season. In his defense, though. He plays on Arizona. Yeah. Okay. So I'm missing one then, right? I'm missing two. Okay. There. Neither of these guys are on Arizona. That was it for your Arizona. All right. Is, is it Montreal? There is a Montreal. Uh, Jeff Petrie. It is not Jeff Petrie. Damn. Uh, Joel. Uh, no, Ben Sherratt. It is Ben Sherratt. Yeah. There we go. So, your guy. So so we we mentioned this we mentioned this off air. We'll we'll do an episode on this later. But that for you, those are the top two players on the TSN trade bait list as of right now. Yeah. I still like them. Like fascinating, fascinating. All right. And so the last guy. Do you want to guess this one or can I say it? Give me the team. Detroit. Oh, my goodness. Is it my guy, Nick Letty? It is your guy, Nick Letty. <laughs> also on the trade bait list. Also on the trade bait list. Like, you can't make this up. 
Yeah, and it's like at a certain point, it's like, are there like I mean, I know their teams aren't great, but that's not like it's not great. Nick Letty, who comes in at 14th on the trade bait list. But yeah, like if you're if you're a team, even the Panthers, like, do you have to take that into account or do you just assume, well, fuck, like he plays on Arizona? Yeah, like it's one of those ones like I don't think plus minus is like a useful stat really at all. It's still not like great. Like it doesn't exactly. It's not look. something I like just discount entirely either, though. No, like, I, I, like I don't think you can make the case that like Nick Letty's been fantastic defensively this year. I'm I'm not going to be the one that dies on that hill. That's for sure. No, I don't think anyone will. Um, but very interesting. I yeah, a lot of, a lot of the trade bait guys, uh, quite quite well on that. Um, but yeah. How do we get here? Montreal? Is that what we're talking about? We can we can we can go over to Montreal and talk about the Panthers for <laughs> a bit. Yeah. Okay, before we do though, because we were talking, we were talking coaching changes, right? We got yep. very sidetracked. Okay. The one thing I want to mention is that Edmonton's new coach, Jay Woodcroft, right? Obviously, Dave Tippett, Jay Woodcroft coming in. He's, he's coming up from the AHL. He's been called up. First thing people notice about him is in his press conferences, very wide stance, very wide, st- always standing. He's a power stander, he says. And I was skeptical, but yes, if you go on Twitter, if you see the pictures, hard to argue with it. The guy commands a room. Very hard to argue. Like that, that is a textbook power stance. Yeah, so I don't know how he's going to do as a coach, but I would recommend everyone go on, look up Jay Woodcroft, power standing. Yes. I had to look up Woodcroft stance on Twitter. If I I looked up Jay Woodcroft stance and no pictures, but if you just look up Woodcroft stance, you'll get it. And it is entirely worth the search. It is magnificent. Okay, because I went Jay Woodcroft and then just went photos. First one. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So So there's two ways of doing it. Okay. That's fantastic. Over to Montreal, where Montreal making a trade today, getting a feeling they might be selling uh, going into this year's deadline. First kind of big move of the year, Tyler DeFoley going to the Calgary Flames. Uh, In exchange, the Montreal Canadiens are receiving Pitlick, Tyler Pitlick, a first-round pick, a fifth round pick and former Florida Panthers draft pick, Emil Henneman. So there's the connection. Okay. I swear this is a Florida Panthers podcast. Um, no, no. Cause it's cause we've mentioned Henneman. So it counts. Yeah. It counts now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, interesting deal. I feel like it's going to work out for both teams. I was a little surprised that Toffoli was the first to go for Montreal though. Yeah. I'm not so like I like the fit a lot of Toffoli and Calgary, right? Like, there's to me like that's a deal like that's a move for Calgary that just makes so much sense. Like they needed a winger, right? So you bring in a guy who like there's at least like there's familiarity with guys there, right? Like Toffoli, he played junior with Sean Monahan. He played that year in LA with Milan Lucic. They're very good friends, right? So like there's a little familiarity. Yeah, Markstrom in Vancouver, another one. Tanev in Vancouver, another mm-hmm. one, right? So there's a level of familiarity with the player and some of the guys currently on the Flames roster. I think he's a great fit for them, makes them a lot better of a team, gives them 
a really deep offense, I think. So I love the move for, for Calgary. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, it's great. Um, like I, I really agree with you when you said that um, he's just a good fit for that team. Like I, I completely agree. Like he's just kind of got that gritty side that just he's a never big guy too, right? Like he's got some size. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, he never scores like, well, no, he, he does score. say that, but like, it's not the flashiest goals. Like some of them are very flashy. I'm not going to lie. I'm thinking of one particular one against Vancouver. Oh, I know. Um, the goal. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, like very, like very gritty player who like gets into it and just, you know, kind of gets garbage goals. So yeah. I, he, I, he I really feel like that's, that's perfect for Calgary. Yeah. It's a guy who knows how to score. He knows what he needs to do. He can, he's got a great shot. Yeah. And the other thing, which we haven't even mentioned yet when we're talking about Tower to Foley is two Stanley cups. Exactly. Like, right. Whether or not you think that's valuable. He has them. Yeah. Doesn't it's going to be really interesting to see what Calgary is going to be able to muster up in the, in the playoffs. I, it's going to be one of those when I'm filling out my bracket where I'm going to have to think about it a lot. Yeah, it's going to be – yeah, they're they're an interesting one for sure. Because um, I do think I do think they can beat Vegas. Yeah. But, like, like, to win the West, you have to beat Colorado. You have to beat Minnesota, who are, like, really good hockey teams. Yeah. Yeah, like and then right- obviously, like you can't go, like you can't go the distance because you're gonna end up playing the Panthers in the final. Yeah, we, yeah, that's the reality of it, and you're probably gonna get bit by you know a couple of former Flames and Sam Bennett and Ryan Lomberg, and right, and that's just how it goes sometimes. That's now, just- same could be said for the Panthers and Eric Goodbranson, but like I'm thinking that's less <laughs> likely. Yeah. But yeah, realistically, like if I'm thinking like top three teams in the West, like it's like Colorado and Minnesota have been excellent, right? Minnesota's offense is just clicking right now. Yeah. Um, Vegas, um, you know, Jack Eichel's coming back on Wednesday. Somehow, Mark Stone ended up on IR. Crazy stuff. I, I don't even follow the, the Golden Knights, so I don't even know why Mark Stone is on IR other than just cap relief to bring up Eichel. No, but his, his back hurts. Oh, okay. I think. Or his leg hurts. Something. He, he's not 100%. A part of his body hurts. Yeah. Yeah, something hurts and it's not quite right. And it just so happens that like the cap hit works out that like Jack Eichel can come back. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited to see that debut. There's going to be some really, really good hockey on Wednesday night between Vegas versus Colorado, and much, much more importantly, Canada U.S. gold medal game. Oh, of course, always a good one. Yeah, like it's. I'm actually very excited to watch that. Yeah, it's going to be a fun night. It's going to be really fun. Um, from Montreal side of things, though, in in this trade, uh. You like the return? Yeah, like first round pick, like obviously top 10 protected, but the Flames are not going to finish in the bottom 10. That's just obvious. Um, They probably gained a little more value by having it top 10 protected, I assume. Um, 
so so good return like first round pick was, was pretty pretty fair i can't remember what he got traded for when he went to vancouver do you have that no i'll, I'll look that up um but you know some cap relief which montreal desperately needed and i like it like it, it makes sense heineman traded twice before he's 20 but i don't see any red flags maybe he's just like one of those guys um having yeah. a decent season in the shl seems like a really skilled guy yeah like the, the henneman being in there is like weird because like obviously he was in the sam bennett trade going to calgary yeah gets moved again here and it's weird because it's like he's a second round pick he's been pretty good since he was drafted no indication that like he's a bad player or anything right and clearly like montreal likes him right so like interesting to see a guy that move twice before ever having really done anything as like a decent part of like both packages too yeah and then they they just are collecting pit licks yeah it's it's a weird i like if you were gonna collect members of a hot family in hockey i don't know if the pit licks would have been the first ones that come to mind but a bold strategy for montreal yeah probably not they've got rhett rem and now tyler um which i think is all the ones that are like eligible i i think so too and i i just pulled it up um to fully to the canucks he had the same he had a higher aav at the time He's at 4.6. Now he's at a 4.2, but you could argue that today's economy is worse than before. Okay. Um, and the return, I'm just looking up the guy's stats. The return was Tim Shaler, Tyler Madden, a 2022nd round pick, which ended up being Theodore Niederbach. Good player. Yeah, good player. Um, uh, and a conditional fourth, which was if he resigns in Vancouver. Which he did not. And he did not. So, all things considered, for Montreal to sign to Foley to... Uh, as a free agent for less than what he was earning. And then for him to have what was close to being a career, a career pace for him. Uh, actually it was way, way higher than his career pace um, to make it to the Stanley cup final. Like, I feel like you cannot ask for a better return on your investment. That is just like, like the reality is, is like you, you got him for free. He did, great things for you while he was there and you've and he's gone and now you've got some great stuff coming back like it's just free money i exactly that's, that's exactly what money. it is it is free money it is it is it's like, just it's an investment it's a short-term investment yeah, that like, yielded like a hundred percent yeah like yeah if you're montreal like yeah any return would have been a win exactly you got but, a guy who had a great year and led you like took help to get to a stanley cup final Make some money. First Canadian team since the ha- since Ottawa in o- uh, no. 07. Yeah, Ottawa in 07. Yeah. So, I mean, 
second team in like 30 years. We're going to get on to 30 years next year. Yeah. So like, yeah, the reality, like any return would have been a huge win, like would have been a win for Montreal realistically. Yeah. So uh, I love the trade for like both teams. We, we love these types of trades that are just like obvious, like both are obvious winners. Yeah. So uh, I'm really excited to see, see where it goes. And I will go as far as making a bold prediction. Okay. With the first round pick acquired from Calgary. Oh, God. Montreal will draft Jack Hughes. Oh, my Kent God. Kent Hughes' son. Wow. Because <laughs> the, it's the exact timing in the draft where Jack Hughes is going to get drafted. And I All think right. like he could just draft him. I think it would be pretty cool. All right, I'm going to go a different direction. I'm going to say a few weeks before the draft, something's going to come out about a player being problematic. <laughs> Don't know who it is, but it's going to happen. And Montreal is just going to take a big old swing on that. And then they're going to have to triple the budget of their PR department. I mean, they they actually hired a new director or assistant or um, executive Vice president of communications, so they so seem what? to be ready. She's pretty qualified. Yeah, so um, get your money's worth and throw them right into the fire. Yeah. That being said, Logan Mayu is above a point per game in the UHL this season so far. Still not a justification for drafting a sex offender, but what you're gonna do? Also, not a good skater. But, I have know. not seen him skate, so I cannot speak to that, but I will take your word. Some say it. he's still learning. Whoa. Is that well, person you? No. no is he's... that Jacob Barker? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, all right, I guess we, like, we only really have like one more thing, I guess, to talk about tonight uh, for this episode. But before we do, uh, just a quick ad read here from our good friends over at DraftKings. A little late into the episode for it, um, but we got a bit carried away. So, Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 or older, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited, minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text uh, the TN red line. 1-800-889-9789 in Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 8-877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y-467-369. Uh, 
oh my goodness. They keep getting longer. Yeah, my goodness. Just really read these ahead of time. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. Last thing we wanted to talk about tonight, because again, literally nothing going on with the Florida Panthers other than like Noel Achari skating. <laughs> like, yay. I, I'm not sure how long we can talk about that. No, I mean, we can't make an entire Noel Achari episode as much as we like the guy and he scores like a hat trick a year and then does nothing for the rest of the year. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think we could stretch that into a full episode. No, I don't think so either. But what we can talk about is uh, it was announced a little while ago that Arizona was the Arizona Coyotes were going to be sharing a, an arena with uh, the Arizona State Sun Devils. Uh, up until the 2023-24 season, I believe. Uh, yeah, I want to say it's three seasons. Yeah, it's going to be a few years, right? Um, and it's uh, it was going to be like a 5,000-ish seat arena, right? So very, very small for an NHL team. Probably like about average for a junior hockey team, realistically, in Canada. Probably perfect size for a junior hockey team in Canada. Yeah, so we knew that going in, and you know, a lot of people are making jokes about it, right? And, like, fair enough, probably deserved. Um, but today we, we got uh, the kind of first uh, look at their new arena. And if you haven't seen the video, highly recommend it. Um, what are your first impressions from uh, the new arena that the Arizona Coyotes will be playing at? Like, I feel like you just have to be so embarrassed if you're the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, you signed up. You signed off on this? Really? Like, like I'm, I'm like expecting the NHL to like jump out and be like, "We got you." Like you, you you've been punked. Like that's what it feels like. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make much sense to me. Like. My goodness, like, I, like I, I like the idea of sharing a facility with the, the the college hockey team. I think it's a good idea. Make it bigger. And that's it's not like like university programs don't have bigger arenas. Like North Dakota's, I'm pretty sure is like I want to say like twelve or fourteen thousand, which is like almost Jets territory. Yeah, like if you made that arena somewhere between ten and twelve thousand, right? And you're thinking, okay, like we can pack it full of like college students, right? And we can make every game like a lot of fun, right? I think if you're the NHL and you're the Cody's, I think you're thinking, yeah, yeah, it's probably good. Like that that works. This to me is just too small. I yeah, I don't know what they're thinking. Gary Bettman came out and said that they're projected to make more revenue in this arena than than they were in glendale and all i can think is like how little were you making in glendale like like how stupid is this investment well yeah like like, can honestly like like the fact that they're going to make more revenue in a university 5,000 seat arena tells you everything you need to know about having an nhl franchise in arizona yeah Like, like i you you don't need to know anything else like th- there's so many other options. Like I, I am completely flabbergasted at the NHL's like just stubbornness in this issue. Like yeah. Gary Bettman is so intent 
on making the Arizona market work and making yeah. the Phoenix area work for and hockey. I, and I and don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. Like I get it. Like if you don't know the Arizona Coyotes there, you don't have Austin Matthews. Right. Like, right. That's probably like a big thing they're probably selling is like why we have to keep them in Arizona. But like, it's just not enough. And also, like, also, how do you feel if you're the new owner? Because the new owner bought it like what a couple years ago. Yeah, but like, I assume he knew about this. He knew this would be a possibility. Yeah, but I'm also curious. Or, like, or he did it to himself. Remember, like, like maybe he is one of the reasons that they got kicked out of Glendale. Well, yeah, well, they weren't paying like they like if they're not like they weren't paying rent, right? Yeah, like they forgot that to pay their be, taxes, right? Right. They weren't paying player like they forgot to pay player bonuses. Like that seems like an ownership thing. Exactly. So like it, given the fact that there are other markets like willing to accommodate for an NHL team, I do not understand why why the, the the stubbornness is so intent on keeping Arizona alive. Alive. Like like I would love to see a team in Houston. I think Houston would be fantastic. Like you keep you keep the general like yeah it's another team in Texas but it's another team in Texas. Like Texas is one of the most populated states in the US. It's huge. There's a ton of money there. Yeah, it's a good sport. Like Houston's a good sports town too. Like they have the Astros who like, you know, boo, but like they draw good. They got the Texans, right? Like even the Rockets, like you're you're missing one of the big four and it's NHL. Yeah. And I think it'd be great. And you can create, you know, you get a battle of Texas going, which I think would be a lot of fun. Like, yeah, you can market that. Like, how do you try to pitch a rival or with Arizona? Like who would, who's, who's a rival? Yeah, it, it really, it makes you think. It's just like, what what the hell i i don't i don't understand i'm i saw the video and was just annoyed with it like i i just i would rather not see an arizona social media person try and like fix this like and just spin it i i i it just annoys me i did like reading through the comments the comments were amazing shout out to the san jose barracuda yeah bold yeah I can't wait to see them probably get fined. I mean, they'd probably beat Arizona this year. They probably would. Be pretty good. The worst team in the NHL should have to play the best team in the AHL every year. Oh, I, I think I think we should just go Coyotes versus Barracuda. Winner gets to play at the Barracuda's rink. Ooh, that's pretty good. I know. Loser has to play at Arizona State. Yikes. To be absolutely fair, though, by the way, like I think it is a nice arena. I think it's a beautiful arena. I think it's state of the art. I love what ASU is doing. I think they're building a phenomenal hockey program there. Like, probably the best jerseys in Division One hockey. Love the jerseys. Like, beautiful. Shout out to Adidas on that. Um, but like, we're talking about an NHL team. Yeah. Like, you can't play there. Like, can you imagine? Like, we go to when we were at Brock, an NHL team just coming to play at the Meridian Center for three seasons. I can't, but even then, I think that's a more suitable arena. I think they're the, I think they're identical arenas, to be honest. 
I don't know. I feel like the like the meridian like it's well designed. Like it's more open. I think where it would feel bigger. We haven't seen we haven't seen the ASU finished yeah, product that's true. yet, so we cannot rush to judgment. But you've got you've got to hope to God that the NHL and the Coyotes have a legitimate plan that to make it work. I'm curious because, to see what it looks like on like TV too. Yeah, it's going to be a really close angle. Yeah. Because I bet you ASU didn't necessarily build for hockey broadcasting. Well, they may be built for like, I don't know how we're like the hundreds of people that watch ASU. Exactly. So I, yeah, like, and the, the whole thing in all of this, and I was actually talking to my dad about it is like you, you are currently in a rebuild. You are the worst team in the NHL with Montreal, but you you can Unlike Montreal, you can't say like, oh, we like we lost our captain and our best player to injuries in the offseason. And we were completely like flat, like, like um, caught off guard by it. Like, they got try- offer sheeted. Like they're trying to. I was not referring to that. Yeah. Okay. Yes, very <laughs> offer sheet. Um, so like, there is zero, zero, zero certainty in Arizona's rebuild working. It is yeah. all dependent on your drafting. And and you you lost a few picks there. Like they have the, a lot of draft picks now, but like the, the the importance of drafting, like I don't know who Arizona Coyotes' head scout is, but I would love to know how he sleeps at night with all that pressure. It is it is a really tough spot. It's a bad time for them to have all these issues. And yeah, I mean, I will give. I I do love the coach. I love Touringy. I think that that was a great hire. But I feel for him. Yeah, I mean, I'm a three year contract, and I don't think he'll have a single winning season. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, like it's almost kind of similar to like Buffalo, where it's like they've been bad for a while, and I just don't see the hope. The one good thing about Buffalo is they do have that loyal fan base. It's it is dwindling as the seasons go by, but they will always be able to regain that fan base if the if they're ever able to put a good team together. Yeah, like you can't be this bad and this uncertain in your rebuild with like this uncertain of a fan base. It's just a recipe for everything to go wrong. Like, that's that's why I'm just like I'm I'm annoyed I'm I'm stressed for the team I just it it could be horrible. I know it's one of those things where it's like I think it's gonna be bad, but I like I kind of want to just like watch. Oh, I would love to, which is why I still like keep an eye on the Sabers every so often. It's just fun to see. Like, yeah, I I mean I think it has the potential to be much worse than the Sabers. Yeah, hundred percent. Like much worse. Yeah, and the air and the Coyotes are gonna have to. Uh, the NHL is gonna have to step in at some point if it gets bad. Oh, I, I think we're already at that point where they should be. Yeah, exactly. But I instead, mean, goodness, they're just. They're... You know, it's like. I'm trying to find a good like comparison. It's just like. You you give a kid like sharp objects and then encourage the kid to stab themselves like yeah 
Well, and it's not, and it's also like, like I know sometimes like when the NHL has expanded or they move teams, like teams have had to play in temporary homes for a season or two, right? In a smaller place. Like I think Tampa Bay did that too. Oh, they got Tampa Bay definitely did that. Have you seen pictures of that rink? Sick. <laughs> no, that was nutty. Yeah. Like, I think it was in an expo ground. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was like a corral. Like, like there was like a temporary grandstand. It was so funny. Yeah, it's like like that. Like, but that's like that was for like what a year. That's a temporary thing. It, it was, yeah, I think it was at most. Two, I think it was one season. Yeah, like it's one of those things. Like, okay, like let's say like Tampa Bay did that, right? And it was like one year, and you knew they had like the new, the new arena coming after. This is multiple years, and I don't know what comes next. Like, like do they have an arena deal in place after ASU? I don't know, but like at least if if they you know like all right, well, like we'll play that for two years and we'll build a new arena, or we'll find a place to play. Then it's like I okay. I can see the finish line. I just looked up a picture of uh, Tampa Bay in the Expo Hall. Yeah, it's literally like a like an like a convention center floor. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Bring that back. Bring back the Expo Hall instead yeah, what, of Winter what? Classic. Instead of Winter Classics. They should just play in the weirdest like indoor facilities. Oh, I agree. I hundred percent agree. We should make it happen. Like, I, also, I, is that we, not, I'm curious though. Is the corral where they played um, the Expo Center? Is it still standing? I don't know. Because if so, why don't the Coyotes just play there? That is a good, good observation. Uh, maybe this is a different team. I mean, that, that was a long time ago. Yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put any money on it still being standing, Yeah. but, but I, 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 there, there is literally one picture available on the internet of the lightning at the expo hall. Okay. Send it to me. I'm very I curious. will definitely send it to you, but. Yeah, like like at least that was like one year, and like you knew was it. I don't know what comes after this Arizona one. Like, what if they just resign? What what if they're they're just a college team now? They they it's like like I assume Arizona is going to take over ASU's proposed dressing rooms. Probably. Like, there's no way they don't get the best dressing room. Well, obviously, I mean, maybe it is. Yeah. Like if you're an ASU player, you're kind of going like, huh? Yeah. And also like, if you're the Arizona at this point, it's like, oh, you're playing in a college arena. Like, does it even matter what room you're in? Yeah, exactly. At this point. Like visiting teams is going to be really interesting. They're like used to a certain level of accommodations and they're not going to get them at all at ASU. Yeah, it's gonna be a real fun ride. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I've got popcorn and I'm ready to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, like I was, you know, you know, when you, you first heard the announcement, I was like, all right, let's just see. And now that we've seen, I'm like, oh boy, this is gonna be a fun. You know, it's gonna be a fun one. Um, but yeah, I think we'll we'll end it here. I think uh, well, that does it for uh, this episode of the podcast.
we'll be back next Monday, the brand new episode, I think, where we can actually talk about some Panthers hockey for a change, which will be nice. Um, but thank you so much to everyone uh, tuning in, listening. Uh, and yeah, we'll be back uh, Monday and we'll see you all then. Just do that.